0: Hey, this is Thor from Cybrary. If you've been enjoying the Cybrary podcast or one of our other series like 401 Access Denied or Go For It with Sarah Moffat, then make sure to like, follow, or subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And we'd love to hear from you. Join the discussion by leaving us a comment or review on your platform of choice or emailing us at podcast at And you could be featured in a future episode. From all of us at Cybrary, thank you and enjoy the show. In this episode of the Cybrary Podcast, we are speaking with Nick Moy, renowned Cybrary instructor and VP of Security Engineering for a mortgage firm. Nick discusses how he began his cyber journey and the courses that he teaches on Cybrary's platform. Welcome back to the Cybrary Podcast, everybody. I am Thomas Warlocker, the head of creative services here for Cybrary. And today we are speaking with Nick Moy, one of our instructors here at Cybrary. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of jumping in, I wanted to talk to you about how long have you been in the
1: industry itself? Sure. So I've been in IT for a a little bit. It's been a while. Um, I want to say professionally, I've been working in it for about 12 years now. Um, but I grew up in the industry, my dad, my family, they all do i t in some segment. I have a lot of developers in my family, so always been around it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, something you've been doing for a while. Uh, I'm guessing you've built your own PCs a couple times and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. built my first PC when I was six, got into you know strategy gaming around that age, too. And, yeah, I've just been doing it for a long time, Just been around it.
0: Yeah. Do you still uh, build your own PCs or anything? Or has that kind of been left in the past a little bit? <laughs>
1: that's, that's funny you ask. Um, like just last week, I was looking for parts and graphics cards are just off the shelf. Like they, you cannot find them anywhere. And if you buy them secondhand, people jack up the price like five, $600. So I went ahead and bought a pre-built PC this time. <laughs> and we're doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I uh, When I was... Uh, when like I started PC gaming a little bit, like, you know, I had roller coaster tycoon and the Sims and stuff. Um, And my parents uh, are older and didn't understand computer gaming and stuff. And they're like, no, the computer is for work. It shouldn't be where you play games and stuff like that. You know, back when, you know, dial up internet that you couldn't really do anything (laughs) anyway. Um, So I switched over to console gaming. but uh, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people that build their own PCs and yeah, graphics card is a constant struggle. I hear from them that it's either sold out or the new one's coming out or something like that. So, it is crazy. Um, now, now, I mean, you've been in it for a while. Um, you know, you said what, like 12, 12 or so years. What mm-hmm. how did you start out? What did you first, you know, what was your first role like?
1: Yeah. So my first role was actually working with my dad's consulting company. Uh, he did, he was a systems engineer. He was very, very skilled at what he did, especially with Linux systems. And he owned a, a company in South Florida. And so I was a kid actually helping him, you know. Take, you know, remove viruses, uh, running networks. I was actually running cable, like in the, in the tile ceiling yeah. at like 10 years old. <laughs> and, and I got to learn, you know, what that looked like. Um, we were connecting IP cameras and phones. And so I got to learn about IPX really at a really early age wow. and just networking, you know, systems. And at that age, it was, it was kind of like, okay, I, I knew how to connect routers, switches, uh, hubs. We were doing hubs at that time. Um, and, and some servers and, and the PCs. That, but I think like the majority of my job there was mainly just kind of like fixing uh, viruses, like removing viruses, dealing with malware, um, just doing end user support and just kind of helping him out. So I, I kind of started there and then worked my way up into a help desk on my own. Um, and there's actually a story to that. There's like a transition. So I was doing the IT with my dad and I didn't like it. I wanted to go into medicine. And so I went to college for medicine and then realized I was going to be in school for like 12 years and accumulate like $300,000 in debt. And so I said, you know what, let's, let's take a step back. I jumped into a help desk role to kind of figure out my life. And, you know, at the time I was getting married and we were having kids and, uh, that's when I kind of buckled down and focused on like finding niches within it that I'd be interested in and just going, you know, full force into one of those.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, you said you've been in the industry for about, you know, 12 years and, you know, you, what if you were just finishing school now, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with the medical field, we definitely need doctors and things, but, um, oh, yeah. I mean, just a completely different life trajectory. And I mean, learning yeah. how to run cable and stuff at 10, um, you know, kind of gives you a, a little, uh, jump start on some people for sure. You know, understanding just the, the physical network side, um, can certainly help, sure. um, You know, it probably helped when you were starting out in the help desk and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Do you, can you remember any like early hurdles or anything that, you know, you had trouble with when you were first getting started? Maybe not when you were 10, but you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so when I was, when I was first getting started on my own, so when I left college and decided to go pick this up and, and not work for my family, which I think there's some comfort, obviously, when you're working with your dad, there's you know, there's teaching, there's mentorship and counseling, there's less expectation that you need to be a professional. And so leaving school, I think I was, I think I was 20 or no, no, I I was actually doing side work earlier than that. I was working part-time in college, Mm -hmm. but officially leaving college and making this a full-time gig. I had an associate's degree, but I didn't have any certifications and my peers did. And even though I might've had more experience than them, they had a bachelor's degree. They were a little bit more focused on what they wanted to do at the time, and and I was starting to hear from my boss like, "Hey, you should go after certifications." And that idea was extremely scary. Uh, I didn't. I remember picking up the Network Plus and just thinking, "Yeah, I, I've done this stuff before, but this is actually like intimidating. That I'm going to go drop. I think it was like 450 bucks or whatever for the exam, and mm-hmm. what if I fail it?" Uh, that that thought of failure was super scary. It's very you know daunting and and big and dark and <laughs> just nothing I wanted to deal with. Um, so that was probably the biggest hurdle. Was just kind of like building that confidence within myself in the career that I was building.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's great to hear from someone like yourself. You know, you said you've been doing it since you were a little kid. You know, you, you yeah. pick up the network plus stuff, and you're like, oh, and I, I know a lot of this, but now it's you know, the exact meaning of things and like yeah. the terminology and all that stuff that, you know, you're maybe remembering and picking up. And, you know, you pick up that, you know, 900 page book or whatever it is now. And it's just like, oh, it's no, a fat like, book. yeah, <laughs> uh, there's one I can, I can see from where I'm sitting. Um, it's on a table over here. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a huge book. Um, they still come with like the discs so that you can kind of follow along and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah for, for somebody who already had kind of a background in it, even then like having some hesitancy and getting in and be like, Oh, is this the right choice? Or it just kind of seems like this monolith, you know, this cliff that you're going to have to climb.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was it, man. That, that was, that was tough. And, um, at the time, like I said, we were growing our family and I was looking for that job security. And I remember applying to jobs that I was definitely qualified for, but I was getting managers and, uh, Recruiters looking at me, questioning me because I didn't have the credentials that they were looking for. I couldn't check all the boxes, right? They wanted the bachelor's degree. They wanted a few certifications. I think at the time I had the A. Plus and that's like that's a that's a good cert, right? If you yeah. if you fix PCs, that's it's a very valid certification to get. And if you're trying to grow your career, it's one that you want to like pick up just to get that foundational knowledge. Um but they were looking for network. They were looking for CCNA. They were looking for maybe a security plus or something like that. And, and I was really intimidated by those certs. Um, and I remember them saying to me, you know, we're going to offer you like 45000 a year or 50000 a year. And I needed more than that because my wife was pregnant with her second baby, like mm-hmm. one, one income family. Like we obviously... Need to bring in a little bit more, and and that struggle really pushed me to a point in my life where I had to buckle down and say, "I'm going to push past my fear, and I'm not only going to get these certifications, but I'm going to do it faster than people tell me that it took for them." And I was hearing people say, like, "Oh, it took me four months to get the Security Plus. It took me 28 days to get the Security Plus." Wow. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was just going to ask, like, what it? You know, what? Uh... I guess which order did you do it in, or how did you, you know, just buckle down to do that? Because I mean, Security yeah. Plus is huge. I mean, it's just as big as Network Plus, if not maybe maybe a little smaller. It's a little but, smaller.
1: The book is, anyways. Yeah. Um. But the the content from Network Plus definitely crosses over into Security Plus. Mm-hmm. So the so to your question, the order was Network Plus, Security Plus, and then I over to SSCP. And I was fortunate because I jumped into Western Governors University's. Um, bachelor's program online. And they already had the vouchers. They have the courses. I did order my own books to help me because I like reading out of books, but I just followed their recommended path. And I just made it a point to try to get one cert a month, if not a month and a half, You know, depending on what life was kind of throwing at me at the time. But yeah, just trying to really stay on top of it, dedicate at least you know an hour a day uh, to studying and my wife thought I was crazy. Everyone thought I was crazy because I didn't have a life for like a year and a half, but it yeah. was great. No, no regrets at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, a year and a half of no life or, you know, 12 years of no life if you have uh, <laughs> finished uh, your, your medical studies. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the, the, I mean, a very ambitious plan for you to just understand, like, I need to jump in. I kind of need to do this stuff now right. and it's going to benefit me if I do it as quickly as possible.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Do you, I mean, looking back on that now, do you have any advice for people maybe trying to break into the field now who might be just starting to look into, you know, cyber or, you know, their, what certification should I get or where, where do I start?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a really fair question. And I, I hear it a lot. Um, you want to look at where you're at. What, what do you know? Like, if you're currently working in IT, uh, what's your title? You know, are you a network engineer? Great. Do you want to go into security? Great. Security Plus, SSCP, learning some of the foundational principles of cybersecurity is a great way to start if you're heading down that route. If you're starting out from help desk and you want to get into a little bit more, you know, a specialist type role, like go for your network or CCNA, begin learning that. Um, You may already know it, but just having the certification, A, builds the confidence and it shares that confidence with other, you know, recruiters and managers and whatnot. So Um, that would be my recommendation is, you know, try to, try to buckle down on those things. And and I would say another point is don't sell yourself short. You're smarter than you think you can, you can definitely hustle your way through these, these, uh, certifications. Um, one guy I coach right now, he's actually on the path to cloud security and he's studying his AWS certs and he was going after the cloud practitioner and he was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, you know, I told him like, listen, you can pass a certain seven days if you really apply yourself. And he was really doubting himself. And I said, listen, you got three weeks. Let's let's set a goal for three weeks and let's get this thing checked off. And he passed it first attempt, three weeks. And he was just hitting the books and hitting the courses and just doing really awesome. And he killed it. So awesome!
0: Yeah, uh, congratulations to that that guy, uh, whoever <laughs> yeah. you are, or or girl, whoever you are. Um, congrats <laughs> on uh, passing your exam. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's something good that you, you touched on previously is that, you know, depending on what your interest is, is, you know, is going to help determine on maybe what um, speciality you want to go into. Because, you yeah. know, like cybersecurity is a giant field. It's not like, you know, like technically you and me both work in cybersecurity and we couldn't have more different jobs. <laughs> um, so there, you know, there that's are those true. little niches you just kind of want to figure out, you know, what might be right yeah. for you is, you know, different than what might be right for me. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, I think that's a good, a good thing to kind of tell people and that it's, you know, you do need to have a little ambition, a little hustle. Like there are going to be, you know, um, like you said, you're smarter than you think you are. You know, it might seem like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Or, you know, a lot of people don't pass the first time on their exams. Like that's completely normal. Um, did you find yourself, you know, were you passing everything first time or did you take a couple of times?
1: No. Um, so <laughs> I had one certification in my degree program. It was the EC council cryptography specialist. I failed that cert twice, that exam twice. And I studied, I, I hustled my butt. The exam wasn't written the way, like I, I, I wouldn't recommend taking the exam because I thought the exam questions, I found duplicates and there were some technical issues with it, but, um, it was just a difficult test, you know? And, there wasn't a lot of study material. So I can definitely say, you know, I fail. I fail all the time. Um, Don't be afraid of it. You know, fail forward, fail forward. Don't, don't go back. Don't, you know, sell yourself short again. You just keep moving, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, I, yeah, I like that term fail forward. I mean, you're not going to know what you don't know unless you try and then you get that immediate feedback. You know, it might take you three or four times to pass an exam, but like once you pass it, like you're, I guarantee you're going to remember all the stuff that you got wrong for <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Absolutely. Um, <laughs> absolutely. And you're going to apply to the next test and you're whatever you, whatever, you know, like for study methods or whatever, you know, that I did learn a lot about myself during that process. And, um, I learned what worked and what didn't, you know, that was one of the big things that I was kind of worried about when I was studying for my first IT cert, right? Like first or second, It was like my network plus, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know how to study for the certifications. And so I wanted to uh, to make sure that I refined that process, and I, I knew what worked for me. And every source is a little
0: different, mm-hmm.
1: um, but don't be afraid to to explore it and and fail. You know, you're it's okay.
0: Yeah, and I mean the way everybody studies is different too. I mean, yeah. back when I was in school, I used to just I had a notebook that had all my notes in it, and I would read it from the first part to the end, all the way through. And then I would do something else for like 20 or 30 minutes. And I would go back and read it all the way through again. And that's just how studying worked for me. Yeah. But, you know, it's different for everybody. Um, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is uh, what is your current title? What is your current role that you're doing now?
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So I am the VP of security engineering for Fairway Independent Mortgage. It's a uh, mortgage company here based out of the United States.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, you wouldn't really think uh, immediate, you know, mortgage company and cybersecurity going hand in hand, but every, almost every company has, you know, a cybersecurity team now or um, an yeah. engineering um, team. How did you get into more? Was it just the next, the, the next role or the next position that was on your, you know, career path that you're going on?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I was working at a big four consulting firm um, and I was, I was leading the cloud security practice for their federal um, it was like the Department of Treasury, all the, all the agencies that fall under there. Uh, so we had a bunch of uh, delivery center projects that were going on for cloud, Azure, GCP, at AWS. They were looking for a, a person to kind of help um, lead that uh, staffing and, and education-wise and all that stuff. So I signed up for that and we just kind of kicked that off. That was going well. And then once the uh, COVID situation hits, you know, the, the pandemic hit, Mm -hmm. I started to get some, some people reaching out to me if I was interested in moving over. And lo and behold, I had a recruiter from Fairway reach out and they said, Hey, we're looking to grow our stack practice. Would you be interested? And I was entertaining it. So that's kind of how that whole thing happened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now what's a, what's a typical day like in your current role? Um, so at this
1: at this point, there's a lot of meetings. There's a lot of planning, strategy. Um, I work very closely with my manager, who's the CISO, and a lot with you know our VP over security operations and uh, uh, governance. So we within InfoSec, there's a lot of planning. We we do have to um, plan for projects. You know when developers come to us and say, hey. We want to kick off a new app sec- or a new uh, application development uh, project. We're going to, you know, start the planning process. We have to begin asking them questions, doing you know rapid risk assessments, threat modeling. Um, we want to do a, a, an assessment on the security posture of you know where they're currently at, if if they are like embedding anything that's already existing, and um, just a lot of strategy, a lot of a lot of planning conversations.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I think it's funny that you, you know the first thing you said was meetings. Uh, one of my old managers, um, when I was an engineer, was like, "Yeah, the more important I get, the more meetings I have, and the less engineering I get to do." He's like, "I don't," he's like, "I don't know if this is what I want." Um, so I think that's funny. That's like the first thing that pops into a lot of people's minds when I ask them, you know, what's a day to day like?
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Every Monday and Tuesday, like everyone will ask me, "Hey, do you have time?" I'm like, "Nope, it's back to back
0: meetings." Yep. I'm talking morning until
1: dusk. I'm talking all day long
0: today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess off of that, what do you like most about your role? Like what's something that you enjoy doing or that you have fun with?
1: So um there again, I'm going back to my childhood. I, I enjoy strategy games, right? So I like you know moving pieces, I play chess actually competitively. Um, so I like that aspect of my job now is the that point of where I can be strategic, I can collaborate with other leaders, and we can you know, find weak areas for improvements and whether that be in cybersecurity or just like organizationally and work to improve them and and starting to notice those changes.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So do you say you you still play chess? Do you say you play competitive? I do a little bit. I I do a little bit. (laughs) Do you play at like local tournaments or online or something? I
1: used to. I used to do that. Yeah. So me and my brothers, we were all very competitive. We'd go around the state. We played in nationals a few times. um, So we were very, very competitive in chess. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Did you? i um, Did you watch The Queen's Gambit on Netflix? I did. Very okay. true. Did you? Did you like it? Is it? Is it accurate? Oh yeah. A chess novice. Um, yeah, you want to learn <laughs> way more about chess for sure.
1: <laughs> they did a great job, um, I, I thought, and I, I think that it was very accurate as far as like the depictions of what a tournament looks like, the stresses. Um, I actually learned something. I didn't. I was not aware at. Of what the stress, I'm sorry, what the what the chess environment looks like at a international level, uh, to the point that you know she was playing at, and and so seeing that, seeing you know the cultural impacts and and just the pressure, you know, in other countries like Russia mm-hmm. was pretty cool. It was pretty intense too, but I really liked it.
0: Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, coming from you know somebody, you wouldn't automatically make a connection between you know chess, a game or something like that, and your current role, but there are some elements of you know what you talked about strategy and like you yeah. know thinking out ahead and stuff like that that it you know there is a direct correlation between those things so um, yeah. cool that you got to bring you know a childhood fun hobby game into you know <laughs> your work
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: well switching gears a little bit um you know I got uh, to talk to you about cyberry a little bit since you are uh, one of our instructors here um yeah. you know what got you excited about cyberry what made you want to kind of start working here you know reach out to us about being an instructor
1: yeah, so when I was in that process of, you know, kind of leveling up my career, getting my certifications and all that, I kept finding myself looking online for other resources and I wasn't finding a lot of great stuff out there. I found some really good stuff on Cybrary, so I was actually using your courses for networks and security plus and all that stuff. And when I got to a point where I was starting to dabble into the cloud, there again not finding a whole lot of great content but at the same time I kept hearing you know if you want to be an expert in your field you should teach you should you know it helps you kind of re- reiterate the information you're learning you get better at it you're knowledgeable at it you're helping other people so win for everybody and so that's what kind of struck the nerve for me on that and um, I actually was i I, I was actually at a uh, jury duty and I was looking, I was, I was like in line and I'm like on my phone and I'm looking for, you know, teaching positions. Like what, what can I do on the side, help make a little bit of money and kind of build this thing that I'm, I'm curious about. Um, and I found some open positions for AWS instructors uh, for Cyber. And I was like, this is great. Like I just passed my solution architect associate for AWS. Let me just try. Let's just see if I get in. And I got in.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've worked with you on a, a couple of your courses so far. And uh, uh, yeah, it's been fun uh, working with you and seeing the content that you're putting out. Um, what courses so far have you done?
1: Yeah. So I have a few courses on AWS specifically. Uh, we have one for Cloud Practitioner, which is a certification. We have one for the Solution Architect, solution architect Associate, which is another cert. And then we have a few one-off ones. I think we have one for A+, where I kind of helped contribute to that a little while ago. And um, right now we're working on an Azure uh, administrator, which is the AZ-104 certification.
0: Okay. Um, can you give me a little detail on those first two certifications? Like what um, what might go into those cert or that, that role? Like what role that would be good for?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, AWS Cloud Practitioner cert is a really good one for anybody that works with a team that is dealing with AWS very heavily, or you guys are like, it's a core thing that you guys are working with. Um, It doesn't have to be for technical people only. I recommend it for anybody that does business uh, leadership, you know, project planning, like a scrum master that is leading a team of developers that work in AWS. It's a great serve for them to go after. Uh, It's not technical in nature. You're just going to get familiar with the services. And the idea is that once you pass it, you can, you're educated you can hold a conversation with your team on what they're building you know there's because because you know aws is it's very confusing like they have a lot of services that sound similar mm-hmm. so being able to test it and study it it's 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 good i think it's really helpful um okay. for the other certification it's uh it's a little bit more technical in nature so it's the aws solution architect associate and that one is going to be for those that want to learn how to design and build solutions in the AWS cloud.
0: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah kind of, it seems um, not opposite ends of the spectrum, but, a you know, two different um, certifications for different skill levels or different, you know, roles, you know, depending on what you want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that if you're dabbling into the cloud, it's a good way to, to start off with like the cloud practitioner and then go straight into the solution architect associate. You don't have to do it that way, but... Um, I see a lot of people do that. That seems to be like the, the rite of passage for, for, for many
0: people. They kind of build on each other, I'm guessing?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the Cloud Practitioner introduces you to like a plethora of core services. And then the Solution Architect basically teaches you how to uh, design things with those core services.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And I know from um, our conversation yesterday that we had that you're actually an AWS SME and you uh, help create some of the, test now. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I help uh, write the test questions. So we have you know a couple of meetings a year where we get together and um, we sit down and, and just for a week, we just kind of brainstorm on, on potential test questions and just write as many as we can, uh, submit them, and we hope that they get onto the, onto the actual test. So <laughs> a lot of people do it. Like They have multiple teams that are contributing. And so they try to get... I know it's hundreds. I don't know exactly how many, but they just, they test it. They go through a couple like beta and alpha tests and whatnot. And uh, whatever ends up making it to the final test, you know, we get rewarded for and all that. So it's it's a pretty cool game too. They make it fun.
0: Cool. Do you, I, mean, I guess, do they let you know if like your question got chosen or something like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they have like a reward system when you're uh, when you're an SME. Um, so with the, with the reward system, you get points. And with the points, you can cash in to get like swag prizes and stuff like that. So... I'll know after like a month after I've done it that I got so many points and I know so many of my questions made it through the various rounds. So it's pretty cool.
0: Get a cool like AWS jacket or something like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, exactly.
0: Well, that's cool, and you know, um, for anybody listening that might want to take one of uh, Nick's courses, not a bad person to learn from. Somebody who helps make the tests, uh, you know, um, <laughs> so not 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 a bad uh, person to learn from. Definitely. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean, going over your um, your courses, I mean, um, what would make somebody interested in those, or what you know, are those those specific um, certs like a good fit for?
1: Yeah. So. If you're if you're looking to kind of pivot into the cloud, um, or maybe you already work in there and you want to get your certification, the courses are really good because they're going to guide you through the fundamental services that you need to learn about. Um, if you already know the services because you build, it's just going to help you kind of focus in on the core services that are going to be tested on. Right, so you want to make sure because there's like. I think there's like 80 or 100 different services out there right now. They're they're constantly adding more. Mm -hmm. So I don't know exactly what the number is, but there's only a select few that are going to be tested on in every certification. And so the courses will help you figure out which ones you need to, you know, point your attention to and not waste your time.
0: Yeah, and probably helps like, especially like the practitioner one, like give you a little bit of a base knowledge to then maybe understand what Speciality or something you might want to go into or what focus you might want to um, go into. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, well, great. Yeah, I mean, I don't have uh, t- really any more questions or anything for you, Nick. Um, if anybody uh, wants to follow you, do you have any social accounts or anything like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, So you guys can reach out to me on all the major social networks at Nick Moy uh, with an underscore at the end. So funny story there. My brothers are actually social media influencers. And so a lot of people... Like to squat on our names, so I I can't get Nick Moy just as it is. I had to put it on underscore the there. Wow. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah,
1: aside from that, yeah, I'm on <laughs> I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so just search for me. Um, I'm sure you guys will add my stuff <laughs> to the description. Um, but yeah, you guys can find me there, and I'm also on YouTube. So YouTube.com slash Nicholas Moy.
0: Cool. What are you What are you doing on your YouTube channel, Nick?
1: Like? So I coach people on cybersecurity and cloud, basically, you know, helping people go through the trials and uh, tribulations that I went through, through my career and kind of help building, building up that same, you know, foundational block as they go through. So I get questions. I like to answer questions, coach people. Um, I am going to be, you know, diving into like more specific like simulation type environments where we're going to be Uh, running through scenarios and you'll get to see like what a DevSecOps pipeline looks like and how we can do, you know, cloud security things like, you know, deal with compliance and stuff like that. So a lot of really cool stuff working on building up that content.
0: Very cool. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. Just kind of like an extension of some of the stuff you do and a a way to kind of give back. Um, You know, you've been in the industry for a while, help to pass along the knowledge to the next uh, generation, maybe the next 10 year old who's uh, trying to learn. (laughs) Oh, I think you froze. <laughs> oh, you froze. For, okay. <laughs> it froze for there like, we just go. a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, yeah, Nick, uh, thanks for stopping by. Um, for anybody listening, make sure to check out all uh, Nick's social accounts oh. and his, um, his YouTube channel. Uh, if you have any questions or feedback for the Cyberry podcast, um, you can reach out to us at um or any of our social accounts as well. Um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, you can find me at Thorn Around, um, But thanks again, Nick, for stopping by. Um, any last thoughts or anything?
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, to anybody that's interested in going into cyber, you know, if you're on the fence, definitely go for it. And if you're looking for some areas where you can do really well, uh, where there's a lot of job openings, cloud security and AppSec, that's where it's at. So I'm always looking for new people. And so if you guys are interested, start heading down that path because I guarantee you're going to do pretty well.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Nick.
1: All right. Thank you. Cybrary, the premier cybersecurity skill development platform, is empowering individuals and teams to secure the future of technology. See why 3 million people have already signed up when you visit www.cybrary.it.